Oh, just going back to the early assessment. Are we afraid of this game? Like we're afraid of playing the Bengals or the Bills? You know, less now. No, no, you no. can't. The way be. Cody was talking, no. The no, way Nick was I talking think... made me kind of question. Well, no, because I, but I respected the hell out of the Bengals too. Yeah. It's that we all year long we thought that whoever won the AFC was going to win the Super Bowl. So right. all year long, yeah. Because at first we thought the Chiefs were the best team in the NFL. Then we thought the Bills were the best team in the NFL, and we sort of went back and forth there. And then we thought Cincinnati for a little yeah, while. Yeah, at the very the at the very end yeah. of the season, it was Cincinnati. And we sort of always talked about the NFC as afterthoughts. And that's not fair, but it's we know why. It's because it, it, despite the fact that Jalen Hurts had the season that he had, it's not fair, but we do this, and it's the truth. We're I, I, Everybody's still kind of looking at him saying, like, are we sure? Yeah. Are you sure that he's that guy? And we and to be fair, well, though, how many really good teams did you feel like were in the NFC? But, but too, to be fair, we, the did that, we did that with Joe <laughs> for a year. Yeah, we did. We weren't even sure if he was that guy coming into this season. We and Josh Allen, we made Josh Allen wait for two and a half years. In before fairness, we, Josh before Allen we had like the single biggest jump between year two and year three in NFL history. And Jalen Hurts almost won the MVP this year. And then Which still, he took a big jump from year two to year three. But that's just it. Is we're so we require so much of you in the NFL to where we really buy in. So Jalen Hurts had maybe an MVP candidate season, and we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty good. I don't know if I'm buying it. So. That's silly, but it's the truth, and it's how we sort of evaluate quarterbacks. We're really, really hard, and we have these high benchmarks for them to pass. But I'm scared of them in that they're a damn good football yeah. team. I'm more scared of them than I would be any other team that could have came out of the NFC. That's for sure. But it's hard because Nick's right. The AFC, Kalo, is harder. It was just mm-hmm. a harder path. Like in Kansas yeah. City, got the easiest of those hard paths. Remember, that's the whole thing we talked about with the uh, – the buy and all those things is the last thing you wanted to do was have to beat Buffalo and beat Cincinnati in the same playoff round. And they didn't have to. And Cincinnati did. And that might've been part of the factor. Why Kansas city got to come out on top. Cause all they had to do was do nothing beat Jacksonville, which is pretty much doing nothing and then beat Cincinnati. Like they had an easier path than Cincinnati to Super Bowl, And nobody cares about that. And I don't care about that either. But I know on the NFC side, I tend to be a harsher judge of it because I'm like, oh, you beat Daniel Jones and then you beat you (laughs) beat you you beat Josh Johnson for a bit. And then Brock Purdy, uh, who couldn't throw the quarterback they faced in the NFC title game, could not throw a pass. He had a torn UCL. He couldn't throw. It was over. And so it's like. I don't like I really do ask the question and look, I don't have a bunch of big games because Jalen Hurts only been in the league a few years. This is his only really few games. The few big games in the NFC didn't mean anything because they weren't big games because they were up against the Giants and the 49ers and the 49ers were out of this game. So then I go back to college and I'm like, well, they got benched once at halftime of a college football national championship in favor of Tua Tunga Viola. Does that mean anything to me? And normally I would say no, but then Burrow makes me rethink that because obviously his big game experience mattered. It's hard because I'm just like looking for reasons to believe into Jalen Hurts, but it, it, it's it's hard to believe in Jalen Hurts, not as an individual or as a player in a game, but as in beating Mahomes, the single most talented quarterback in NFL history. That's the part that gives you the hang up. If it was Jalen Hurts versus inter almost any other quarterback, right? We're probably having a different conversation. Yeah, that's just it. I don't yeah. think Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles can win this game, but it's not going to be because Jalen Hurts does it by himself. I think it could be because the Eagles run rushing attack goes crazy and the Chiefs just 
get gashed for yeah. four quarters, but it won't be just Jalen Hurts. That would include Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. So this offense is really talented. And that's kind of the reason why they've been so successful is because they're not asking their quarterback to be a superhero. That reality may change in future years. Yeah, when they have to pay other guys and he's not on a rookie deal. But right after this year. But right now, like they don't ask him to do it all. And in his role of, hey, you've got two stud receivers on the outside. You got the best offensive line in football in front of you. And you got two really good running backs behind you. Oh, and a top seven tight end in the NFL. They just ask him to make good decisions. And that's why Frank Clark, when asked about it last week, kind of compared it to a college system. And he went out of his yep. way to say, I don't mean that as disrespectful. It's just how they and run. Frank Clark went to Michigan and he he said, you know, oh four, Jim Tressel. It's basically the the read option stuff where they're gonna make the, the linebackers and the defensive ends make a decision. And they trust Jalen Hurts to pay attention to what they're doing and make the right decision from there. And it's worked really, really, really well. So I'm, I just think this is the best possible matchup we could have gotten in the NFL. Just if you have no rooting interest, Agreed. this is the matchup you wanted. You got if you don't 14 care, and three teams. Yeah. If you don't care about so if, the two number one seeds. Yeah. If you don't yeah. care about either one of these teams, like this is the best matchup you could have possibly got. For sure. Um, really quick before we wrap up today's episode, I know we're going to talk about the health of the team all week. Um, you guys are going to be live at radio row, but quick question was the one game from Mahomes enough to not talk about the ankle again, or are we going to be hearing about it all week again? Uh, we should probably keep talking about it. Uh, you yeah. want to keep talking about it, or you think we will talk? It were, I think we yeah. will, and probably should. Want is strong. I don't think I want to ever like <laughs> distantly talk I think about. Think should ankle. is stronger than want. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> the reason why is a Philadelphia's defensive line. They're playing some some bad defensive line. I don't think I'd be having that conversation. They're facing the number one sack team in the NFL this year. So, yeah, I think the man whose ankle is still hurt probably is a factor in this game. But he game. gets two weeks but off. It, I know, and it still feels like we make a bigger deal about that than Jalen Hurts, who in week 18 of the regular season, we were still like, um, is his shoulder bothering him? And we're just going to be cool with that versus Mahomes, who every single time after a high ankle sprain in his NFL career seemingly goes for 400 yards and four touchdowns. So it's like, it doesn't even matter that he has a high ankle sprain, which is impressive. But the reason why I still think it's a story here, Kayla, is you can overcome it more when the talent on the field is there. And we still have so many other questions about the injuries. How's Juju? How's Tony? You know, all these other guys, like we think, you know, we think we know McColl's not playing. That, that seemed pretty clear last week, but how are these other players? How are these other guys? Because those are the people who will help protect you with your ankle injury. Yeah, I think he even said it after the game where he thought that he wouldn't have any problem going into Cincinnati with the straight line speed. It was more of the change of direction type stuff, which would make sense, right? If you're yeah. talking about a high ankle sprain, being able to move laterally uh, would be a hindrance. But two, I mean, they said he didn't suffer any setbacks, right? We heard that yeah. uh, the day after the game. No setbacks were suffered. So if you're to tell me that no setbacks were suffered, then it's not just that he has two weeks off. It's that he is now three weeks removed from the injury by the time he takes the field. High ankle sprain usually lasts four to six weeks. If we are to assume, even from a conservative point of view, that Mahomes is 15% more likely to like recover. Which he already is based on the fact that, we know he that he played yeah. in that game at the level that he played. <laughs> and yeah. I don't really think you're not worried it matters i don't really think it matters i mean it's like 
a five percent worry to me. Yeah, ten percent worry. It's not something that I really feel like because he's going to practice all week. We know that much. Yeah, he's, a he's going to practice all week. Time. He got to sit around and rest and recover, and we know he wasn't just doing that. You know, he spent all of last week in Kansas City rehabbing that ankle. Like some of the stories that came out about what he was doing before the Cincinnati game, just to get right. Now he's got a Super Bowl on the line. That dude has been dedicating every waking hour to making sure he's as close to 100% as possible. Okay, guys, what's on tap for this week? Give us your spiel. Any exciting interviews lined up? Like I said, you'll be at Radio Row all week. What can we expect? So we'll work on some stuff, um, both for our show in Kansas City and, of course, for this one. But, yeah, we'll be we'll be in Arizona. We're in Arizona already. We are. <laughs> we're in, we're <laughs> I think in you're Arizona. there. In Arizona. What a long travel day. We're not going anywhere. We will remain <laughs> in Arizona for the remainder of the week. So, yeah, I yeah. think that between that and media night tonight, you're listening to this on a Monday, so we'll go out there tonight. There's going to be some unprecedented so, yeah never before never before heard, heard interviews because uh, you know whoa. why they heard before because we haven't even recorded them yet so wow yeah between yeah. that and the coverage we're planning on giving you on sunday i think we got a lot in plan i know that this is like it's not just a normal three episodes if it's always game day in kansas city it's a big deal as nick pointed out to be the here biggest deal to be here at the Super Bowl and to have a chance to talk to some of these players for what might end up being the single biggest game of their lives, depending on some of them. But we're who's happy your, to be here. Who's your dream interview at Radio Ooh, That's good. Uh, wait, uh Chiefs player or just like anybody else? Anyone. King Griffey Jr. He was there one time. <laughs> what? He's a child of Oh, Iowa. I was just like, yeah. is he expected to be? That was a very random no, throw out. He, like, okay. he won once. The my greatest moment ever for me personally at any radio row was when Jeff Goldblum once told me, I like your look. And I thought that might be one of the highest compliments I've ever received. How so, do you know he could was you have talking? a lot of celebrities he just come up to you and right tell you things? And motioned his hand. He said, I like your when look. When was it? When was this? Hmm. Wow. 14 or 15? That's like the highest of compliments. Oh, come on. Jeff Goldblum said it. Well, it's but people just like but Justin Timberlake just comes up to you and says back. stuff like uh well it was like he was he at the time it was whatever uh whenever Independence Day Resurrection was coming out because he was doing uh he was doing press junket stuff with mm. one of the Hemsworths. That's when he said it. Wow. If you want to track down the exact timeline of when he said, I like your look with that, with that gesture, that was the time frame. What was that gesture again? This one. He said, I like your look. Oh, he was right. like gesturing towards my body. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I met Travis Kelsey at Radio Row last year. Also cool. Maybe we'll meet him again. I don't think he's in a row. Well, we can meet him at Media Day. Yeah, that's true. We can can run into him this week. Probably we'll see, if he, we'll see if he remembers you, Kayla. I remember him at Radio Row a couple of years ago, Kayla, because he was in that uh, that white Bronco hat, which I thought was very strong. Oh, yeah. Mm. Go back to the Broncos or Bronco? Bronco. Like O.J. Like Simpson yes. white? Oh, I thought you meant Broncos. Like it specifically I was like, that's... Had, no, it specifically had wrong. a Bronco on it. Do we have time for an O.J. segment before we get out of here? I don't... I mean... Please. <laughs> is he is he your dream interview yes <laughs> wait do you actually have something to say about oj or no oh no I, no i mean no i, I mean, what is there to say that hasn't already been said Kayla? what's your dream interview this week <laughs> that left shrimp <laughs> that's even weirder than my answer <laughs> kayla who do you want us to get for the show this week yeah who's your dream interview for us oh gosh brad pitt Wow, wow, good. Good. Have you seen Bullet Train? It's great. Never talked to him. I haven't. I need to watch it. First. Uh, well, he walked a Chiefs hat on the red carpet a few years ago after they won 
the AFC Championship. You no, know, I actually have a crazy story about the night I met Brad Pitt, but we don't have time for it in this episode. So that's a good teaser. You met Brad Pitt? Yeah, we no, had a, well, we had an. I mean, I'll tell you what. Next episode, Brad Pitt knows how to drink. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, the night that Brad Pitt and I went out because. in uh, Shanghai. Is this? A, are you lying to me? Are you just? No, we'll with talk about it in the next him? episode. If, Kayla, we actually we gotta go. So like, we got like about thirty I, seconds to wrap I up. I can't here, tell so. if you're kidding or not. <laughs> Okay. I swear yes. to God that if I met Brad Pitt and he said the same thing Justin Timberlake said to me that you look like shit, I'd jump off a bridge. That'd be it for me. At that point, like the two most attractive men in the world both told you. Two of the sexiest men alive. They're like, hey, man, you look like shit. He'd be like, well, I guess that's it for me, fellas. I'll see you later. And you'll have to listen back to a previous episode uh, to hear the the full story. On yeah. Go find that one in the archives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's right. tough because like you can't get any Chiefs people because they're not at Radio Row. So it's no. like. Okay, who do we go to outside of that? Nick, is the Brad Pitt story real? Or are you just kidding? You have to tune in on Wednesday to find out. Kayla. Oh, okay. That's a good tease. Like Great. Else. Yes, we'll find out on Wednesday. All right. Well, you guys go enjoy some beers. Hit up Dirk Bentley's bar for me, if you will. It's a good okay. time. Whiskey row. Um, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. We're going to hear more from Cody and Nick live from Radio Row. Stories from that. Um, and all of the things leading up to Super Bowl 57 That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday.